Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is Tamaris Maria Grossman, and this is the Mindfully Integrative Show. And today we have an amazing mindful chat with Jim Marshall. He is an author, um, I'm going to say human engineer, uh, specialist, human developer engineer. He has 50,000 hours plus in his field and his knowledge and wealth of knowledge, what he can share with us is awesome. So I cannot wait for you guys to listen in and learn more from him. So thank you so much. Mr. Marshall, for being on. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. I appreciate your time. So um, as I kind of start off the show with a little fun fact that someone may not know about you. Well, the main thing that people don't know about me is that I am the discoverer of hitherto unknown natural phenomena, which greatly aid in the understanding of people from which I constructed a revolutionary practical philosophy called Septemics, which was published in the book, Septemics Hierarchies of Human Phenomena. You say it so, (laughs) so like, no big deal. You've done, I want you to talk more about that and, and how much you have accomplished because people don't know what that is. And I'd love for you to discuss more of what that is. Septemics. Well, first I was the discoverer, and then I was the inventor, and then I was the writer. So explain that to me. Well, first I had to discover the phenomena of septemics, which I did largely as a result of my career as human development engineer, because I started to observe phenomena in the sessions. You have to realize I worked with hundreds of people over many thousands of hours, over many decades, okay? All kinds of people. And I started to observe that my clients would improve in ways that were predictable to me. Now, I never told this to anyone, but I made notes. And as the years went by, I started to develop these scales across varying axes. And this, of course, helped me because what would happen is I would know the result the client was going to get before he got it, which only made me better at what I was doing. I knew where we were going. I didn't tell him. I didn't tell my clients anything. I use Socratic dialogue, uh, which basically means asking the right question to lead the person to an epiphany himself. And that is how my human development engineering worked. Uh, So I developed these scales and by about 95, I had about 32 scales varying in length between three and seven. And then there was a big breakthrough, which I can tell you about later. Let me tell. 
Sure. And do you have, are these like scales now validated and people use them throughout like uh, research along the way too? No? Well, well, the book, I wrote this book to help people. And 100% it does. I mean, every person who's ever read this book has had a very positive response to it. The most common comment I get from people is they say they're blown away by it. Now, I don't normally speak that way, but that's what they tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really, I went, I, look forward to to to, I went through a lot of trouble to make this accessible to the general public, which is something I was able to do because I've been involved in education one way or another from the age of three continuously. So I learned an awful lot about what education is, how to help people to learn things, how to teach things to people. Uh, This is something that very few people actually know. Uh, For example, you might have a guy who has a PhD in mathematics who knows little or nothing about how to communicate that to people who don't know it. Or take the area of music, you know? Like, for example, Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page is probably a genius. If you look at the whole body of work of what he did, uh, I have no reason to believe he has any ability as a music teacher. Probably doesn't. So there's a big difference between knowing a subject and knowing how to express it in a way that a non-user will understand. And that's what I did with this book. People get it. I constructed it in a way... When you look at it, you get it. You've like composed, you've kind of communicated and brought it to more of a simple language for the individuals that it may, it's, it's very complex, but you've brought it down to a language that most of us can understand what's going on. Yes. Yes. Because it's uh, very complex. It's not something that is just of a light. It, well, know, I, I wouldn't, I, it, the book itself, it, it doesn't seem complex. If you just read the book, start on page one and go through, because I put in all the gradients so that it would not seem complex. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every good teacher, facilitator, therapist, counselor in the world understands gradients, that you must do it in a way that brings the student along. And that's one of the main reasons that the education, or I should say the school system, is a failure. Because you can't do that in a class. You've got 30 kids there. Now, I have never taught, I shouldn't say never, I haven't taught much in a class context. I did a little. But I worked tremendously on one-on-one since I was a teenager, teaching people things, one-on-one. I was cleaning up the messes made by the education system. So it's like detective work. I would figure out, what is it that this person doesn't know? You see, because the student never knows what he doesn't know. Sometimes he thinks he knows, but he's always wrong. Mm. Because if he knew what he didn't know, he would know it. He'd get it. He would look at the page and say, oh, okay, I see it now. And so it's, and a lot of that helped me in writing this book, that I sort of reverse engineered it into a way that would communicate to anybody who could read English reasonably well and wants to improve himself. Now, there, there, of course, are, I've calculated that 57% of the human race wants to improve himself or his life. Uh, so 43% are really not interested in that. They're interested in getting money and fame and 
limousines, airplanes, yachts, oh, you know, things like that. That has nothing to do with self-improvement. Mm, nope. Right. But, you know, there's those out there. Now, those listening hopefully are not part of that uh, group, or if they were, right. they're, they're just uh, passing through this podcast because <laughs> it probably isn't that interesting to them. That's right. Yeah. And they, they, will, they will not be interested in this book. This book is for the 57% of people who want to improve themselves or their lives. And I can absolutely guarantee if you study this book, Notice I say study, not read. Study this book and apply it. It will dramatically improve your life. I, I think that's really profound for you to say that. You know, I'm, I I have not gotten a chance to read it yet. And when I do, I will have you on again because I'll probably have questions. <laughs> um, so I, you have my, to realize. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, the first version of this book was written in late 1995. Okay. Really? I worked on this book for 25 years. Wow. That's, that's so, amazing. Because I had to first discover the phenomena. Then I had, that was mostly done. I mean, that's your PhD. I mean, you have a PhD, don't you? I feel like you do. I know. Like no, yeah. well, I mean, that, that sounds that's, like a, that's another whole story we could talk about. <laughs> I'm going to say, but, I mean, you're pretty much, you know, PhD in my book. In my <laughs> well, anyway, um, the point is that. First, I had to discover the phenomena that was mostly done by 95. And then uh, I did discover a few other scales as I worked with it. So now there are 35 scales in the book. Uh, then I had to engineer it into a practical philosophic system that worked all the time. Because I'm an engineer. Engineers are interested in facts and results. That's it. We're not interested in opinions and beliefs. Yeah. They're fine. Have a nice day. You know, we're not interested in that. Very logical. So, I, I had to engineer it into something that worked for the general public. That took a couple of decades. And while that was going on, I had to express it in a way that would communicate to the average person. And if you read a book, you'll see I've done that. For example, there's a scale of sexuality. Mm -hmm. Level two on the scale of sexuality, a very high level, is what I call take it or leave it. Now, that is not a very graceful or eloquent way of expressing this level, but it makes perfect sense in the context. There are people who are at such a high level in the area of sexuality that they can take it or leave it. You know, they, they, they have no compulsion connected with it. They can have it or not have it. That's level two, take it or leave it. So that's what I called, take it or leave it. Now, a lot of thought went into that, you see? I spent a lot of time thinking, well, what should I call this? And I said, well, everybody knows what take it or leave it means. So that's what I'm going to call it. And you have to realize there are 35 scales, each of which has seven levels. It's 245 different levels, each of which had to be researched, verified, and then expressed in a way that would connect to the average person. You're almost and I know I've succeeded because I've had 26 years of feedback on this. Oh, awesome. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because then you got a revision. Then you did like a revision. Yeah, I've been many rewrites, many expansions. For example, uh, there is a glossary in front of every chapter. There is even a glossary in front of the introduction. So I am mitigating the, uh, the ubiquitous semantic difficulty that almost everybody has in reading a new subject. 
by giving them specific definitions, not long-winded definitions. So even the glossaries are carefully stated. For example, there's a scale of communication. Well, if you look up the word communication, it has about 35 definitions. So somebody could look at the scale of communication and say, well, what definition is he using? I tell you what definition I'm using. I give you a specific definition that is not long. Okay, all of the definitions. Well, 99% of the definitions are like one or two lines. I get right to the point. This is what it means. So then you say, okay, let's see what this says. And each level of every scale I did that with. Mm -hmm. I explicated it in a way where there are synonyms and I define the term, I give synonyms for it. And so it's very user-friendly. Is there a uh, chapter or a scale that and your that you would like to discuss um, that has was one of those that you were you had to go back to or that you really enjoyed working on? Well, let me tell you about one scale in particular because it actually led me to discover septemics. You have to realize I was a successful human development engineer working with my clients. All I was interested in was helping my clients, and I succeeded at that on a daily basis. And all this data sort of presented itself to me, these scales. I would see my clients going up scales. So I would see this guy's at level three, he's going to go to level four, and he would. Would you be so able that to only explain to those listening that don't know what a human developer engineer is? Because I, I okay, think well, human, okay, a human development engineer. Uh, let me put it this way. Uh, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be working with the things that most engineers work with, such as electrons, chemicals, airfoils, motors, gears, things like this. Right. But by the time I graduated uh, with my bachelor's degree, I realized I wanted to engineer the human psyche because that's the big unknown. That's what almost nobody understands. That's what almost nobody can fix. I learned how to fix it. And as I was fixing it, the data just fell out in front of me about these scales. Now let me talk about one scale in particular because I want to answer your question. Okay, so I had one scale uh, that I knew absolutely was correct, that I had been working with for decades that had six levels. Now, in 1995, I realized that this scale had a seventh level. And when I inserted that seventh level into the sixth level scale, it manifested mathematically. Mm. Coming from a hard science background with 26 semesters of math, I knew right away I was dealing with natural law. Because anything that has mathematics embedded in it, like, for example, the Pythagorean theorem or the three laws of motion, is natural law. So... I was taken aback by that. I said, wow, this is big. So then I asked myself, being of an inquisitive nature, I wonder how many of these other scales that I have of varying lengths are actual se- actually seven-level scales, which had not been developed all the way because I wasn't trying to develop anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just helping my clients. So then I looked at the remaining 32 scales or whatever it was that I had at the time, and I was able to find very quickly the remaining levels and to, the, to where they all had seven levels. And as each one went to seven levels, it manifested mathematically. There were, wow. there were 
And it was, I realized that these were natural phenomena that were axiomatically true, the same way the Pythagorean theorem as axiomatically true, okay? If you disagree with the Pythagorean theorem, you're wrong, okay? It was true before Earth existed, and it will still be true after Earth no longer exists, okay? It's inherently true. And because of that, it's not hard to teach it. Anybody who takes basic geometry learns the Pythagorean theorem and says, yeah, I see this. This, this makes sense. And you can go out in your yard and use it to measure your garden, and it works perfectly. That's how these scales are. Because they're natural law, people get it. They, when they learn it, they say, oh, I see. Uh, and so uh, the, the light bulb goes on above the person's head very quickly. So I realized when I had these 32 seven-level scales that I had discovered a new subject. And then I said, wait a minute, this could help people. So then my mission became, I'm going to put this into a book and express it in a way so the general public can benefit from it. So that's my mission, to help the people who want to help themselves and others. That's what I'm about. That is my reward. When I get a client or an associate or somebody to read this book, they say, yeah, this really helped me. Now I am this, this, this. That's my reward. So uh, that tells you about that one particular skill. That was that skill came to be known eventually as the scale of basic purposes. It's on my website. You can look at it. Now I can tell you the basic purpose of every president of the United States, going back as far as Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and even going earlier on the presidents who I studied like Lincoln, Washington, and Jefferson. You see, this material, it's not hard to use. Once you know what it is, it's just like driving. You know, when you're driving, there's a double line, there's a stop sign, no left turn, you know, you, you go with the signs, right? Rules. That yeah. helps, helps you drive. And the engineers who calculate how fast you can go around this curve, and they put up a sign that tells you that, you know? So, so uh, that's what this book is like. It gives you, each one of these 35 scales is a roadmap for some area of life. Now, if you like, I can read you the names of the scales. It takes about a minute. And you'll see that I pretty much covered everything. I think it's fascinating. I mean, I, I haven't dived into your book um, to get a full picture, but I am when I was reading about you, I was like, oh, this is he's gotta be odd. We needed a chat. This is so great. So I'm looking to one, of course, I want the readers to know how to um access, you know, and get get a hold of you and be able to reach you. Um, yeah, if you want to discuss it, that would be great. If not, I mean I can put it in the show notes. It's up to you. Uh, are you asking me now to give you the name, the 35 scales? Sure, That's what I had suggested. Yes. You want me to? Like to. Sure. Okay. Because this tells you what gets covered. And you'll see how by the time I finish this, uh, each one of these scales is unique. And any one of these scales by itself can dramatically change your life. I've seen it. I've used it for people. Okay. There's individual scales. There are 24 individual scales and 11 uh, group scales. So the individual scales are the scale of basic purposes, the scale of personal influence, the scale of choice, the scale of permeation, the scale of thought, the scale of identity, the scale of evaluation, the scale of motivation, the scale of control, the scale of stopping, 
the scale of scholarship, the scale of literacy, the scale of human ability, the scale of memory, the scale of spiritual identity, the scale of mental deletion, the scale of aberration, the scale of physical fitness, the scale of justification, the scale of belief, the scale of equanimity, the scale of attack, the scale of conflict, and the scale of reaction. And the group scales are the scale of relationships, the scale of life spheres, the scale of government, the scale of civilization, the scale of survival, the scale of management, the scale of exchange, the scale of communication, the scale of allegiance, and the scale of sexuality, and the scale of politics. That is a lot. It yes. Didn't realize. How, how long right. is this book? Uh, it's like... No, 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 shorter than that. It's about, it's a little over 300 pages. Oh, I was going to say that's pretty, I feel like you're going to have a series. Never mind. That's like a one off. That's a one of 10 to me that with all of that, I feel like each of your scales could probably have a book. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, that, that might happen. I, you know, I, I, if I, I could easily write a book on each scale. Of course, that would take a long time because there's 35 scales. But the important thing is for the people to get the book and use it to help themselves. And I can absolutely guarantee that that will happen. Um, So let me just tell you this. Septemis is a philosophical science based on the fact that many phenomena related to humans occur in a sequence of seven levels. Literally, the word septemics means of or pertaining to seven. Septemics comprises a collection of scales or sequences, each of which breaks down various human phenomena into a hierarchy of seven steps. Now, each of these 35 scales provides a user with an infallible way of determining the salutariness or beneficialness of any group individual activity. If the group individual activity moves persons or groups up these scales, it's beneficial or positive. If it moves them down, it's detrimental or negative. More importantly, just finding out what level you or another person or some group is at is by itself enlightening and beneficial. I'm and finally, once, once you know the actual level of a person on any scale, you can improve that person or group by moving them up one level at a time. What I find really fascinating about what you're saying is so like from my thought process and I like learning consciousness or just basic levels, the fact that you have put it into this manner, into these very tangible, I don't know if it's a tangible, but very logical manner to change and improve yourself or not improve yourself. Um, I think that like, it's very enlightening in the sense of for individuals. I mean, some people may see this and may not want to change. Or you look at someone and go, oh, they could do, they could really benefit by doing X, Y, Z to get to another level. But have you found, um, obviously you're helping many people, but have you found any resistance in those that don't want to, they're like, I'm not at the scale. I'm like, or they're lower than they would like to be or something like that. Well, let me see this. One of, one of the rules that I say in the book hmm. is never tell anyone what his level is. Oh. Get him to find it himself. Gotcha. So I'll tell you I'm an at. example. <laughs> I wonder where my there's level scale, is. <laughs> there's, a scale of, there's a scale of scholarship, okay? And using that one scale alone, that chapter, you can make yourself 
a great scholar just by using the data in that chapter. Now, let's say a dad has a kid, right? The kid's having trouble in school. And, you know, let's say the kid's 12, okay? You can say to him, here, come and read this. Take a look at this glossary. Okay, you got those words? Now read this chapter about the scale of scholarship. And he'll look at it. And even without you saying anything, he'll say, I'm here at level four or whatever. See, he'll find it. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, okay, let's move you up to level three. And he will be able to do that. So you're if there to letting them expand their consciousness. Right. That is the power of natural law. Mm-hmm. And that is why people get this. Now, of course, there are people who don't want to improve themselves. If you think Al Capone or John Gotti or Charles Manson are going to read this book, I'm here to tell you you're wrong. They're, they're not interested in so. Those are, those are criminals, okay? Yeah. They're sociopaths and psychopaths and narcissists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they're not interested in self-improvement. Uh, and all of that human phenomenon is explicated greatly in this book. It really gets you to understand people, what they're about across 35 axes. I, I can't wait to dive in more. I can't wait those to listening and watching you to learn more about you and to reach out on your book. So how can they um, get this book and how can they learn more about you? Well, I invite your listeners to go to septemics.com. That's S-E-P-T-E-M-I-C-S, my website. And there you can see what readers have said about the book, what journalists have said about the book, Mm -hmm. what reviewers have said about the book, and you can even read sections of the book itself. Okay? And at that point, if you have any interest in improving yourself, you'll see there's a pathway forward because this book, it's an hardbound and softbound and ebook. The ebook is not expensive. For $10, you can completely change your life. I can absolutely guarantee if you go through this book and you find your level on each one of the 35 scouts, you will be a different person when you get to the end of the book. Now, I want to clarify. Every human being is somewhere at some level on every one of these scales. There are no exceptions. So it's just a question of reading it. Now, I'm not saying you have to tell people. You know, you might read it and see you're down at level six, which is not very flattering. I'm not saying you have to tell anybody, but you yourself will know. Mm -hmm. And then you can move yourself to level five. You see, that's how it works. So this is this I did all the heavy lifting here to make it easy for people to improve themselves in their lives. And those people should invest in this book because it, I guarantee it will help you. I've been seeing it for 26 years. And, and uh, I, I can't wait. I, I'm already already downloaded it. Download as we just now as we spoke. Um, I'm very excited to you know dive dive more into this and then maybe even have you on the show to you know talk further at some point. Um, would you like to leave the audience with um, one tidbit or uh, mindful way, as I call it? What was the last thing you said? Um, I usually say a tidbit or um, uh, sound advice uh, before um, we go for the show. Well, this is this is not part of Septemics. 
But this is really important and something I learned a long time ago. Don't focus on the barriers, focus on the goal. People who fail generally fail because they're focusing on the barriers, saying, oh, I'm not pretty, I didn't get a college degree, uh, I don't have a lot of, those are barriers. Focus on the goal, whatever your goal is. If you, I'm not saying to ignore the barriers, I'm just saying don't focus on them. Successful people do not focus on barriers, they focus on the goal. And I'll give you an example. I saw an interview from about... Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G, reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.